scoreline when he looks at like looks like a hammering. And it was a hammering though. They scored 28 points in about three minutes, and we couldn't stop them. You know, okay, so it was a hammering. But there's there's different levels of hammering here. OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7:30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I'm in the house of Tom Ryan, former Limerick manager and, of course, an All-Ireland winner on the pitch with Limerick back in the 1970s. Uh, Tom, this is All-Ireland final week. It is a, a week that's a pretty normal one for you, though. I had to interrupt you doing your farm work out there. Things are flying out there at the moment, it seems. Well, yeah, we're busy at the moment, John. See, we're, we're in full flight with the dairy and beef farm here. And uh, it's done all the time. And uh, I'm delighted that you came and delighted to see you. You're still going great guns out there anyway. The farm will keep you fit, I'd say. Oh, well, yeah. Well, thank God for our health and that we have the interest in the health and the backup to, to be able to for to be able to carry on a fairly, a fairly busy uh, farm and in, enjoy the holding as well. Absolutely. Uh, every time I come to Limerick before an All-Ireland final, you're always kind of blown away by the, the colour that is around the entire county. I've just got here. So is it, is it the, the same thing this year as, as every year? Is the hype still there in, in 2022? Well, yeah, not only the hype there, but... The three in a row now is the, is the mantra. And uh, Limerick is a, a buzz. Limerick City, you know, uh, which like normally would be very, very uh, strongly supportive of the rugby and, uh, and club soccer in Limerick. But hurling has become the real, real focus now of everyone's attention. And, uh, you know, it's going well. And that's you all due to the fantastic team that are, that are there, like, and they're you know, their image and everything and, and the support and the backup and the organisation behind them. You know, Limerick is really on, on fire at the moment and to, to think like that of the years, you know, of hard luck stories and to come back in and hear them talking about three in a row, we are with the tribute to that, to Kilkenny, Tipperary and Cork. But now Limerick are the, are the standard bearers and long may, I mean, long may survive in that regard anyway. Did you feel that same level of hype or excitement around any of your teams, even as a player and, and as a manager? Oh, I did, yeah. Oh, there's huge interest. There's huge interest in the county team. And in particular, on when a county team in Limerick, you know, there's no cliche there, Limerick are great supporters. Like all counties, the support will come when you're successful. And in the team back in the 70s, there was a successful team, hard fought it as well in tough times. Uh, they had great support, huge support even for the homecomings and all that work. They were very memorable. And come on, in, in later years, then when the 90s, even though we weren't successful nationally, but we won the championships under our belt and the support was magnificent as well. And I, I always, I always kind of uh, measure the support in Limerick by the city, you know. And in Limerick, uh, Limerick County, there is no, there is no, there is no problem with support in the county. It is just from from Dune to Abbeyfield, it's hurling. I mean, there are tremendous hurling supporters and people that will travel and they love the game. Now, Kerry would be brought in as well. I mean, as as huge supporters of of the hurling, which is only proper on because Now, Kerry would be very, very strong in the hurling and very well organised as well. I spent some time back there myself, and I I really was fascinated with the with you know because you uh, I mean naturally we travel Kerry with football, but I mean the hurling fraternity there are magnificent, and uh, so like the hype. 
there. But when you, when you, when I have been, uh, as you see, we're very adjacent to the Missouri here, and I have worked in the Missouri, like in engineering, for all my life. And I mean, you get the feel of it there. And when you see the women in Limerick talking about the hurling, they call it the hurling is great. And being involved with having teams, leading teams, and coaching teams, and the county team, especially in the nineties, when I was, when I, when I was hands on. It was absolutely magnificent from the public. Mm. Can we go back to the 1970s then? Because it is quite yes. timely to chat about it this week. 73, 74, obviously very different fortunes from your own perspective, but the same opponent in Kilkenny. You get one over them in 73 and then lose to them in 74. What do you remember from those days about how good that Kilkenny team was? Because obviously Brian Cody was, was a player in that team. Uh, well, he wasn't a player now in the 70s, like... You know, I mean, he, he was in the nineties. Is it the nineties? You're, you're, we're talking about all the seventies. The seventies, seventies, yeah. Now, Brian Cody, I mean, Kilkenny all, all the time on Kilkenny. I mean, when you play Kilkenny, you play the Ibex of Holling. You know, that's what you play. And I mean, I always like measured my own teams that I coached, and I've coached quite a lot of teams at every level. And uh, from club to county, and you know, I I would always measure them by the by the standard that the All Blacks took. The, the demand on the players, the respect they had for the jersey, the actual identity that the jersey meant. Kilkenny, you can go no further than that, and that is what we'll be meeting next next week. We met it in seventy three. We were successful in, in seventy three, and we were better. We were a better team in seventy four. But Kilkenny beat us. Beat us. So they're they're always they have they have a huge tradition. Great. They 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 go unannounced. But basically, when you look at their infrastructure, it means there's very little football. There's partly no no other did win a junior recently, they actually they have a little soccer or rugby other than produce good players in all grades and all courts, but hurling is the religion there, and from when they're born to the grave to the hurling, and you know that, that is a culture it's, a, it's an identity and you can't overcome that when it comes down to I mean, when it comes down to performance and quality, and they've also had very, very uh, what you call outstanding coaches, coaches that know the game, and you know down to this day, sure, can we say anything about the present man legend? You know, so I mean, they have had those at at every at every level, and I always found them even when when back back then. I when we we've met. I, I mean, like uh, on a few occasions, and they are they are very generous with their with their like response to Limerick and to what we did and what we are trying to do all the time. You know, there there are people that that love hurling. They are they are low profile, but they have they have huge quality. You know, and even recently, like meeting Eddie Care. I mean, one of the greatest, I suppose, that ever talked out, like, and having him, like, I mean, talk to him and his wife and the the the, the feel that he had for for the for the Limerick team for what we're doing, and in particular for myself, what I for my my articles and uh, on the Daily Mail, and uh, you know, it's it's goes to show that that they they're very genuine people. Mm. Did that then in 73 make it all the better that it was Kilkenny that you beat? You know, winning in All-Ireland was obviously special, but the fact that you got it over the All Blacks of Hurling in 73, did that just put the cherry on the cake? No, actually, it, on, I mean, to win it really 
Uh, to win a Ireland, you're going to meet the top class team in the country anyway. Mm. And to win it, you have to beat them. So, like, I mean, it really wouldn't matter to me whether it's Kilkenny, Cork, Tipperary, or Dublin, or Watford, any team that, you know, because when you when you reach that stage, like, I mean, OK, it's more than likely coming out of Leinster, which was very competitive at the time, like, ultra-competitive between themselves and Wexford and Dublin before uh, before Galway were introduced into it. I mean, to the always, uh, you're always meeting the best. But I never looked at it as beating Kilkenny and uh, uh, putting any, any, any extra leverage on, on to win an all the middle. Right. Can we talk then about those differences between 73 and 74? It's interesting that you say that your team in 74 was better. So was it a better Kilkenny team that you came up against as well? It was. And 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 it was like Kilkenny were a bit depleted. We had serious injury problems in 73. And uh, we got the advantage of that for the 80-minute match as well, which is pretty unusual. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was played in bad conditions. But... Like I mean, you won't keep keep, keep Kilkenny out of the out of, out of the action or out of the top realm for too long, and they came back with a stronger team in '74. We had a stronger team in '74, and they got the best of us in '70. I mean, even the matches I I saw now, even you know, I suppose the best the one of the best matches in the whole era in '74 and '73 '74 era was played in Wembley. In um uh, in uh, in the the Easter the Easter uh, annual Easter game they played between the the Ireland champions that played in London, and that was a magnificent match. We went extra time, and it was one of the best matches that we that I have ever participated in. You know, so it showed the rivalry that was there, and it showed the actual the intensity was there, and those those were they were legends of the game on that Kilkenny era. But then again, another another. Relem came after that, and now we have another. You know, who's to say that we're not reaching another era of them again? You know, absolutely. Who was the best player of that Kilkenny generation that you came up against? Oh, the best player I was Chunky O'Brien, Patelani, mm-hmm. Eddie Kerr. You know, I mean, they were Kieran Postle with the legend. You know, Kieran Postle. I mean, they were tremendous competitors. You know. I mean, and Ali Walshikos was, you know, they had, they had, you could name, name them, every, all of them. They were absolutely, every one of them, you know, I mean, it, 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 it is, it is, it is a, they're a huge, I mean, a wonderful tradition, you know. I mean, that's not to say that that, that tradition is that in Tipperary it is. It's in Cork, it's in Watford, Limerick and Clare, but, and in Galway, but they were able to manage it. Mm. And they, they hit a vein of very, very good uh, coaches. I mean, Father Tommy Welcher, uh, I mean, he's a legend in his own lifetime, but the players he has produced, you see. And they were, that's where the link was. And they were able to do their work, able to do their, their, their business quietly and very, very humbly, you know. But they could be, and even the players themselves are very, very, they were always very, very humble. But when they pulled that, Kilkenny, the black and amber over their head. That meant an hour or two. That was their, that was their, their ultimate, and they performed accordingly. It's interesting that we kind of talk up how great those Kilkenny teams were and the various periods of dominance that they've had in the game. And Tipperary and Cork often get thrown into that same category. When you think about your own management career with Limerick, 
that stuff had kind of subsided. It was the golden era of, of hurling where everybody could win in All-Ireland. Yourselves and Wexford and, and Offaly and Clare were, were coming to the fore and, and trying to contend. It was a brilliant period, I'd imagine, when you look back on the 90s, even though you didn't manage to get over the line, just the variation that you had in the winner's enclosure. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it was an unbelievable period of time. And like and played, with, from, from my perspective, like and with a very, very, a very small backroom team, very humble support as regards financial support, and uh, to be able to come out of an era of of really, you know, poor displays and indiscipline in the Limerick situation to come back there in the in the nineties and to and to for to forge our way up to two All finals, winning two months of finals, two months of championships, playing. Ooh, participating in three and winning two and coming up against uh, very, very good teams in Cork, like Tipperary, then you had the, the, the emergence of Tear and Wasford, you know, the, and even that, that was a very, very, it was a brilliant time in hurling. And, you know, we tend to forget about it here because an awful lot of things, you see, happened, not, not happened, but what, what really like, I mean, I kind of have regrets about it. You see, at that particular time, there was no backroom team. There was no back, back door. Yeah. Every match was the final. Mm. And, you know, and unfortunately, like, we failed. And in two finals, uh, it wasn't the end of the world. We came back again. We, we resurrected our team. We came back. We changed. And we, and we were working from a small, a small pool of players and in a very hostile environment from, a, from the county board. That was unbelievable altogether. Nobody would actually even believe the, the hostility and the hassle that I as a manager got from the people that I was promoting and from the people that I was, well, I was working for because I never got a penny and I didn't want a penny. I mean, and unfortunately, like, to be able to achieve what we did with the internal political wranglings and the hassle that I was put under at that particular time and sacked really after winning the National League after playing uh, one of the best Galway teams that we see in the area who were unbeaten in Ennis and that was shocking treatment of of myself and my team that I had with me which were very small including Dave Mahidi and you know who was a wonderful individual you know and had actually played a huge part in in being in having the team in the condition they were in with very little resources. Like, is, is that something that you still think about, just about the, the, the acrimonious circumstances in which it all ended? Forever. It, 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 what, happened, what happened there, and that I'm, not, I, I'm a tough cook, you know, I'm, not, you know I'm, a, I'm a political animal and I'm not, I'm well able to, I know how it was. And it, it wasn't the way it ended, it thought was the way it started. You know, and with the, with the, with the in actual fact, the, the, the hassle and and the pressure that I was put under by by the by the county board was unbelievable. Nobody would have stayed in the position. You know, I had I had a, I had a very small team to keep with uh, for the keep on side. We had only about I mean we had I just two selectors would be who had been elected like I was elected, but it's always the Limerick, and uh, you know and it it, it 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 continued from day one. Even before the very first time I was put under pressure was, they told me that uh, that there was seventy thousand in the red, and uh, there was no decision to be made. You know, imagine. So I mean, needless to say, I I wouldn't be too put off by that. You know, but that was that was the actual ground. That's the success we had. 
like, and it was wonderful success because every time we that we went here, we were under pressure. I mean, and and every match we played in the championship of the final, we had a huge, we had a wonderful discipline. We had no man ever sent off in the final. We had a, 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 an average free count against us as as seven or eight. A wonderful record of of, of sport and of discipline and of image. Like, and I always wanted to create an image of the Limerick team that would reflect Limerick, and we did that. And to do that, like, under hostility and pressure was was a major achievement in itself. But I wouldn't be, I'd be that, that'd be my, would be my way. I wouldn't be put off by people, by negative people at all. But it, it, was, a, it was a pity, it will always, and one aspect of it was that we, when they submitted the 20 questions, I mean, to me now, like, I mean, they were silly, but for my for my team that I had, a small team, in particular Dave, who was not alone, had been a wonderful associate of mine through the club and the whole lot. I mean, and the, the effects it had on him and his family, like, and, and, and the pressure that was put under, I mean, it was absolutely outrageous, you know. Do you think that hostility would have existed had you got one All-Ireland? Oh well, it, well you see, it, it, it started before we before we poked the ball. Right. It's, it's, so so, no, it, it, so no, I mean it, it would, it, it it would, and I mean the reason for it, no one knows. The reason for it, I believe, was that what happened was that um, that you see, I was an elected individual. I was never selected, and the first uh, uh, by the club of the Limerick things had gone to such a, a, a state of disarray and poor performances and poor and that, that they chose themselves put the county board under pressure and they selected the, the management team a, a management team like over so we had to start to fresh so they didn't have the power basically the county board well they hadn't the, the, the power they, they weren't able to dictate who would be on the team and what we do so that what they did in was they started the dirty tricks campaign you know and it was unjust believable. Nobody would would even contemplate that even that of of a minute part with him. From day one to, to the end, they sacked me in a I know that anyway when we won the National League, when that day they would have collected I suppose a check of ninety thousand pounds, being league champions, a major prize for the league that time and and they didn't even, the, the county board didn't even come to the dinner after the match, after winning the national title. So they left an awful, that, that left a very bad, not, not to me, but to my people, the people yeah. that, that, that I had around me, that I had, that I looked for the support and got us, you know, I had the people that, uh, you know, I mean, we were financially constrained in every aspect of the world. I mean, one example of it all would be, and it's unbelievable to think of it, we were going to, our, our, our campaign in 96 was, was unbelievable. Like, uh, we had, our first game was in Cork. And they, uh, they hadn't been beaten there for 75 years, Cork, like in the Championship home, or eight years. I think they were never beaten there in the Championship in Cork, like, and at home. And uh, that was our first challenge in 96. And uh, I couldn't get £120 expenses for the captain that they wouldn't pay him. You know, and I, I nearly had to call a strike myself in order for to get it. After three weeks before the game, I had to threaten if he doesn't get his one hundred twenty pound expenses, 
I'm not, we're not going to Cork. And I was, I had a meeting, an emergency meeting with my 70 county chairman. It was unbelievable, you know, the, 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 the natural blackguardism that they put me under. And it was personally aimed at me, because in that, they were affecting the team, but in even the dirty trace campaign went down to the 20 questions, they went down to the actual, to get at the players themselves. I mean, it was on just believable and people would forget it I never forget that you couldn't forget it you know yeah for sure uh, 20 questions obviously something that's been uh, written about and spoken about quite a bit uh, over the last little while I, I, I did want to ask you just a, a few other bits and pieces Tom just like just to go back to that era of hurling that it was just some of the characters that you would have shared the sideline with like the likes of Gerlach Nan Liam Griffin uh, I guess Eamon Cregan uh, at, at various points uh, was there a mutual respect between you and, and those guys or was there a, a, a natural rivalry that you had to have with your adversaries around that time? Well, I never, I never spoke to any of them, to be honest about it. Uh, we, had, uh, we were coming from a, a very low base and we, were looked at, we looked at ourselves as, as to try and rectify our own, our own camp and get our own team going. And it, that occupied me so well, that, uh, so much that I wasn't... That, the choice of the month for any interviews or any or any RT work or anything like that or media work in general. We were we were considered kind of only a, a, you know, I mean we had Craig had a huge I mean I hold with Craig and wouldn't allow him in seventy three and hold with him for ten for ten years with Tim Rick, I know Craig and well. And uh, but our profile uh, Mick Griffin had a big businessman away. Uh, down away, but I never spoke to uh, Mick Griffin. And Lutnan, sure, what Lutnan was Lutnan like. I mean, Lutnan commanded the whole lot. He commanded the, uh, I mean, the media and the and the uh, and GA officialdom. Whereas we were kind of only out there. I mean, peddling our way to sell. Do yeah. it. So we we didn't. Did, did you get on well with them at least? Well, I never had any contact with them. So right. you know, I, I didn't. I never. We never had any had any had any sideline issues anyway. Right. You okay. know, we, we our record on the sideline is what I was blamed for that I didn't run up and down the sideline and I didn't run around the field. I I was a man that took my place and uh, on where I was allocated uh, uh, and I, I always feared on that if you had your work done like, on the training pitch well then you must be just running out of the field and argue with referees and all that. never did that that was, that was something we never got credit for didn't we wanted credit but, but at the time everybody was you know up to quite recently I mean it's some of these individuals that you're all about now Oh, well, spend more time in the field than they did, like on the on the sideline, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I would, I had a different, I had a, diff, a different type of a, of, a, of a regime that we that I that I operated and that we that we kept to. We didn't sh- show any emotion, that we didn't show any excitement in the sideline. We left that and we did all our work in four years of Limerick training. And I was a busy individual. I mean, I, I ran a big business in Limerick and. Three farms, like, and I had 150 minutes for the pay every Friday with no government backup and no subsidy or no idea assistance. All top engineering and electrical, I mean, people. I never missed a training session with Limerick or a match. So that was my input into it, like. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't concentrate much on the opposition at all. I, I, we, we tried to get ourselves out of the hole we were in, and we did it. And in spite of all the hassle and all the and all the objections, but from our own, from our own, we we tremendous admiration. And I, and at this stage, even I would say that the one man that I had great support from, and and he often been maligned and 
talking about it. But the one man that gave me huge support whenever I wanted it was Frank Murphy Cork. Right. Why, why, how, how does a Cork uh, official give a, a Limerick man support? How does that work? Yes. Well, whatever time, whenever we went to the game, and I had, I played a lot of games because I played a lot of, I tried a lot, lot of players. I played four inter-county matches to try one player alone. And all I had to do was ring Frank Murphy and he would, he would have a team relief me, let it be in Fermoy, Parky Keefe, whatever. And they were there. And he treated us like royalty. Right. We had provided with all officials. He gave us plenty of food after each game and we had a great, he had a great, and we were actually knocking cock off the championship at this stage. Like. Yeah, yeah. But that is an input, that's an insight into that man that, you know, really and truly, I mean, it's too well known, I say, but I've, I've, I've always said that. Did he ever try and get you over to take the, the cork hurlers over? No. That's an, that's an internal job with him. That's their religion down there. <laughs> and I think it's, it's, it's one major flaw yeah, in, yeah. in their armory. Just just to go back a little bit to what you said there, like you're, you're kind of painting the picture there that, that you'd be somebody who's fairly anti-establishment, like in terms of like RTE, in terms of the GEA, uh, like that Lachnan maybe would be somebody you would have seen on, on television a bit more, maybe maybe Liam Griffin as well. So with Griffin and Lachnan in particular, do you, do you communicate with them at, at all after that period when, when you're not managing? Like, if you met each other at the match at the weekend, would you have a conversation? No, I never met him. Oh, you've I never, never met them full stop? I never met Lachnan and I never met Griffin. Right. I told him. I, uh, they were, they were darling by the RT and RT had that leashes and, and not that leaks, not leaks, but that leaks. What and, do you mean by darling boys of RT specifically? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I always looked on, on RT as hostile because, to Limerick, to Limerick yes. Uh, and the way I, I, I would judge that and I would judge it and very fairly is that, um, that, you know, fairness is great. I mean, different opinions are are, are very important, and uh, I think that uh, we never got a we never got a, a shakedown of a fair shakedown from RT. Well, what happened? Uh, was there a particular incident or something? Well, there any incident that was that was there was was created by themselves. I mean, we never created any incident. To, I mean, we never had any had any like. Uh, I mean, we never had any had any. Breakdown with them or any or any road or anything like that. Every everything in my area of Limerick and in general, uh, as a player, as a manager, a coach, and I've I've, I've been I'm I'm around the block and I'm whatever I am, I can I I have good old judgment and I know what people think, and I know that uh, that we never got a fair in the four years that I've been asked this question before on now like well you know that uh, and I'd be taking I, I be, might be tested anti this and I'm not anti anything I'm pro I'm for progress and for I'm for I, I, I'm for promotion but fair I'm for fairness as well mm-hmm. I, I like to People to think outside, outside the box, especially our national broadcaster, especially people that have that have the actual that have the have the role to promote and are, are being well paid and well uh, are being well paid and will will look after to take take the national take or holding people and treat them fairly across the board. You see, but RT have their favourites. They have their favourites in every area. I never got an interview from RT. We were never invited into the studio for any discussion ever. Didn't that we wanted that, but we weren't asked anyway. So I mean, I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't cross the road to 
Frati, you know, because they have, they all, all, all they have is the same, they have the same old story there if you send the night there. I know what they're talking about. I mean, don't worry about the other Jacob. I mean, the, the whole, I mean, I'm, I, 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 I would be hugely disappointed that any woman would come under, I mean, pressure for anything. But all those, all those, those issues that are there at the moment, I, I mean, to me, they're all created by people that are on the show. Uh, three weeks ago, this guy came out and he said that uh, he was under extra pressure. He didn't know, he, he didn't he, he didn't enjoy the show anymore. Well, I mean, it, it's not a, an enjoyment in, in the kind of comedy program at all. It is, it is really a, a, a program. And if they want to analyse it and if they want to do it, like, I mean, they, they, they should be doing it, but they should have different voices. There's no way to challenge their ideology. And they actually have in, in, in their in their deliberations, both radio and television, they have total control and they have big influences. And to me, those influences are not for the good of hurling. They have promoted the actual, this uh, kind of a bastardized game that, 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 that was developed by a, few, by, by a few individuals. And like they actually then now they're back in action and they're caught in the month of final that's been one of the greatest games of all time. You know, so like, I mean, they can make up their mind and they actually have no, they haven't a clue, but they, are, they have the same people in every night ch- chanting out the same Ramesh with no one to challenge them. And I think myself that in, that, in the promotion of the game like that, the GA have left them with too much power. Do you not think it's just a case of maybe different opinions on on the show? That that's why there's maybe that lack of consistency. That they're not necessarily there to promote one ideology of the game. That there are different views of, of how the game should be played tactically. Correct. Exactly. On you have you hit it then one. There is no there is no alternative view or opinion, or there is no challenge to the gurus that are there dressed up like tailors doing every night caught in the same thing and drawing, drawing maps and drawing arrows and drawing circles and all this rubbish. And, like, there's no one there to challenge them. And, and so, they, therefore, what's taken then that this is the way, this is, the, they've invented a new system, like, a new game. The, and now the, the new game they have it, that, that they have is fall apart. Did they not have Davy Fitz in there this season who would have like been at loggerheads with some people in RT in the past like they brought him in and like I guess could, could, does he not challenge it from within do you think or do you think he's like falling in line as well or what's the Well Davy Fitz is one of the people that have been to this caper yeah. himself. Davy Fitz has his own, has his own TV programme has his own TV company doing his own thing I mean he's been promoting himself and, and fair play to him when he gets there when he has the when he has the platform I don't blame David Fitz at that. Yeah. I mean, if he, he, David Fitz nearly, nearly know he nearly said that show. You, you know, I mean, this is the thing about it. There's plenty of people there on alternative views, but they're not, they, they're, there's no way they, they, they can view those. And, and they said that they can, I remember one day, they, I mean, this guy rang me, he said, well, we want, uh, not this guy, but uh, Marty Marcy, who actually was the first interview that he ever got in, in, in national television with me uh, b- b- before the 96 All Ireland. And, and uh, he said, I, can we talk to you on Saturday? Oh, God, so you can talk to me any day you like. I said, for any lint or anything you want to say. So then he said, uh, so Saturday, then the Saturday program, I, I'm just tuning into all the programs, like, because if I'm busy in the farm, I have the, my walkman with me all the time, and I can hear him, and I can listen to him, and, you know, you often hear, you often feel like if I'd hold in my hand to break it in front of my eyes. But anyway, he, so he said, we'll go over now. We'll speak to Tom Ryan in Limerick. 
hello, Tom, how are you? I'm fine, fine, Marty, how are you? He said, uh, Tom, he said, it's amazing that in the last uh, 10 years, Limerick have, uh, have had 11 managers. You know, what I would say, what I was, is I interview a reflection of the people that picked him. I said, you know, oh, we go off to Old Trafford, straight away, gone. That was the end of that. Right, okay. You see, you know, he didn't want to hear that time. You see, they're, too, they're, they're compromised in too many ways. You see, I mean, to the right, they said they had 11 managers, but not to say about the people that picked the 11 managers. Yeah. You see, there was a story there, like, to the Peldect, to the whole lot going on, and who knows better than me? I was in the middle of it, but no one to hear my story. It didn't, didn't, didn't let him care. But, uh, but I, 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 I replied to the question he asked me. I said, isn't it a good reflection of the people that picked those managers? So then, straight away, let it go on Old Trafford. Yeah. Scored by Ronaldo. He wouldn't do that him, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So you obviously think that there's like um, this... Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a comfort within certain establishments within the GEA uh, that don't like to hear dissenting views. Like, is that the view and the feeling you get when you're out in the street? Say if you're in Limerick City now today... Do you think that Tom Ryan is a well-liked man? Do you think that, or do you think that that kind of view of you can't be saying that, or you stepped out of line, it actually prevails around the county for people who are old enough to remember the nineties, like you know? Well, I didn't. Uh, um, I wouldn't be too worried about what people think of Tom Ryan, but I, I, the only way I can judge my position and is the reaction to my article, to my articles every Saturday in the mail. Yeah. You know, I have I have a huge rea- I get a huge reaction out of the country for that, from football counties, up at Sligo, Mayo, down to Waterford, all over the country. Like that is it is it is the throat in the nose that people like what I say. People say there's no it, it it's coming from the heart, and we but I have a huge reaction to that, like from the public, and that's that's all that's the way I can judge it. The media, and I mean all the media, I mean including your own, haven't had, uh, didn't have given an opportunity to me for to for to give my own, for to give my views. This is the first time now that I've heard from, I mean from from your program, like in a laugh long time. And I must say that you should be doing your writing, but at least like I mean. It would be, I can judge what happens and, I, and nothing goes over my head. I'm watching everything and, you know, I'm saying like that, uh, I'm not saying I'm right, but, I'm, but, I, but I know that I represent the views of an awful lot of people and, you know, and that view has not been heard in Crow Park. I was never asked to crop out for the join any committee, never in my life. So, I mean, I, I talk about being a leper, like in a, a leper colony. I mean, I don't know what I did to people. Maybe I, maybe people don't like me. I don't mind that. But at least, I mean, they might take my opinion on board. Or, or maybe at least let me, give me the opportunity to give my opinion, like. And, and because I, I could stand up to any, to any, I mean, debate. I'm not a, a, I'm not a shrinking violet, I can assure you that, in any walk of life. I've been involved in politics all my life, and uh, that's no, that's a good learning, that's a good learning school. So, like, I mean, what, what, what really, I, I, I'm not saying I'm right or right, like that. I'm not a dictator or anything like that. But I, 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 I know that there is no challenge being allowed by the media, but it doesn't suit. It doesn't suit the status quo. So if RC phoned you up and said, get on the three-piece suit there for Sunday, come into the Sunday game studio and, and analyse the All-Ireland, would, would you turn them down? No, I wouldn't go. 
Yeah, it wouldn't go on that. It wouldn't go because I, I, I've passed out that. Yeah. I, I passed out that tea. You know, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I was never a fan. Uh, but we didn't get fair treatment of them after of all their, their, their down the line. But we t- I told him that. I mean, I've, I've told yeah. that. You know, I have refused interviews with RT before. I mean, serious interviews. And uh, like, okay, but they, they don't. They just they have the power to switch off the turn off the switch, and and then you don't get that reason. So is there one moment, Tom, that that kind of like still rankles with you a little bit? Like when when you when you talk about this. Like, is there a moment of analysis that that you come back to that that's, that that still winds you up or something? No, no, no. It's not. It's it's it, it's general one. You know, it's it's it, it, it's policy. Like it, it's their policy from the world go. And I'm not saying the time that I should be this, or I should be that. No way. But I but I I know that that at the level I was at and and the level that we had a team, we weren't treated fairly. By RT, who are the who are the major promoters of the of the of the media aspect of things? They were never. I mean, I when I hear the players now being being not being silenced and being taught that you can't talk to the media, I mean, I actually promote the media. I want people to hear hear the players. Never ever we are. I mean, top one name and teams. Every team I ever I ever I ever picked, we named our team at Tuesday night. Yeah. Choose the night before a Sunday game, and I, there was never we never put on a dummy team. We never thought a, a lad he was playing and he wasn't playing. He was in the and he went straight into the into the media. I chose the night, no hiding, no ducking or diving, no tricks, no gimmicks. Everything was above board, and uh, you know that's 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 the way I operate. Like I don't I don't in actual fact think that there's any advantage in this nonsense that has been built up that you can prevent players now players that have been. That had been murdered training forty hours a week, in, just for the sort of manager. They've had, they've got too much power, and now they've they have a team behind them, maybe twenty five or thirty, maybe. You know, I mean, behind them, tell them, tell them what to do. Tell, I mean, the, the, the ministers above the, the cabinet haven't as many advisors as, as, as the managers have now. Until now, we're looking at, at rubbish Holland, where one game to revive the, I mean, the whole season, and hopefully we'll have another one next Sunday, which I know, I think we will. But but there's an awful lot of nonsense attached to the whole thing. But it's not being called out, you see. Because why? Fear. Fear. They're not talking. People won't even say, I mean, if you go to Limerick and you say, we can't interview the players. I mean, why not? I mean, these players are, where are the GPN artists? So these players have been, they're not robots. They're the people that are performing. They're the people that have been paid. The guru's behind the scenes have been paying hundreds of thousands to Limerick. You know, I mean, the, I mean, the money has been spent in Limerick in the background team would frighten you. I mean, to, to run a small country. By and large, then, like, I mean, it's a good point. Like, the media, it's like uh, the last week, because we were having this conversation around the All-Ireland Football semi-finals and Kerry and Dublin not doing any media before the semi-finals was, uh, it was pretty extraordinary. The game maybe not being promoted to the best of its ability. It just uh, on that point that you made there, that's like the Munster Hurling final is the game that was kind of lauded as one that kind of saved the season. Are, are you a fan of modern hurling then, uh, by and large? Well, you see, I don't recognise the term modern hurling. Harry McCarthy is president of the GA and he made a big speech about Crop Park after the, the one of the one of the finals in the in the club competition, I think for the junior final or the intermediate final, he said we had a great game of traditional hurling. Mm. No, I mean I didn't know that we had that we had that we had two games, that we had traditional hurling and we had modern hurling. 
I taught the hauling, I taught hauling with Clever Hauling Ball and the field was the same and uh, although they were talking about not to put next to lines into the field, all right, like that one recently. But um, I, and I wrote about that, I said, you, you know, this is, this is, you see, this is the game, you see, these, all these gimmicks, like they were, they were, they were brought in, you see, with the playing the sweeper and playing the, through the lines and all this nonsense, all, all that, and you see, all this thing has been brought in by clever people now let's be, that have been highly paid and, and I have no I have no problem with innovation whatsoever. None what, never. But the point about it is when it becomes the establishment, then I have a query in it. Then I have a question asking. And I ask the questions, but no one wants to hear them. No one wants that once the people that have invented this game have have this this the all these what you call I think one time Sir Fal said the David Fitz had five different uh systems. Well I well the the, the way he left Wexford that they didn't know what system they were playing and, and and still don't. You know? So like I mean what for that you can say the same thing. I mean hauling is hauling is is hauling. And uh, let's hope that we see that next time. And I think we will. Yeah. I think we will now. I, I'm very. I'm. I'm looking forward to this because I said we we started with the final, man to man, physicality. Like I mean, you you take on and you 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 win your own ball. There's there's nothing complicated about it. But you see, what happened was a few bright boys. Let, I have no problem as I said with innovation at all on whatsoever. And it, if it works, then you see we've all to get it in. No, no one will say. So we can't contract that no matter. You know, I mean, today we say, no, you have to join the queue, and if we don't, then you can set up the dinosaur. Mm. You have the system, you see. And if we have the system, then people don't want you. I mean, county is like a queue up now for David Fitz and all that, although the few of them have changed their mind about him recently. But I mean, I have great admiration for David. He's a wonderful, great businessman, and a, and a, and a great character, and a, and, a good, and a good coach as well. I have no problem, however, I admire him and like him. And I know him well, and I, w- and I wish him well. But I mean, Davy, like, I mean, Davey, uh, about this, you see, he has made a, a business out of this. And fair play to him, you know. Um, we should talk about the game on Sunday. Uh, I, there's, it's, it's relatively important. It's re- really interesting stuff, though, Tom. It's, re- it's great to kind of hear, hear your views and all of that. But um, this Sunday, first of all, just kind of the, the presence of, of Kilkenny and Brian Cody, does, does it worry you as a, as a Limerick man, first no, of all? No, I, I, I'm, I'm, in the, I, I'm in the happy position next Sunday that I know we're going to have a fantastic game all like. I mean, we have a wonderful team in Limerick. That's about the best, I suppose, ever. Ever, ever. Or a Limerick, said a Limerick justice. This bunch of players came up to the ranks. I mean, together, they're handled and they managed very well, you know. And uh, I believe that um, that you know, whereas they, they they have the success behind them, they have the, the they have the titles. They, now we go for three in a row, which is a big call in Limerick. Like we are with short years, that with Cork. Tipperary, Kilkenny, Limerick, sure, were, if they could get a smell of one, it would always be, now we're talking about three in a row. There's huge confidence in the team, but the team, of course, again, is facing the, the old the old arch enemies, you know, I mean, the experts at this job. I mean, Kilkenny, again, coming again with a new team built, practically new team again. I was very impressed with them against Clare with their enthusiasm, have, you, you know, like, what I like about them is about, about Kilkenny 
is on. That if it's for, no matter what they, they compete in, they compete. Let it be the league. You never hear them talking about the championship. You don't hear them. They, they, they take the competition with great respect. And, you know, that is a very good sign of them. Cody is, is a master at, you know, again, he's, he's the boss in his own dynasty. He has his experience. He has, first of all, he's a great backroom team and a great base to set up, oh, kicking his hurling oh, everywhere. And he, he, all, all the clubs, the, 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 the of any young player that, but that starts hurling, kicking his to wear the black and amber. At some stage, he let it be minor in under 21 a senior and you'll always get value you'll always that'll be that comes as as I said I compare them to the All Blacks they're hungry they're physical they're disciplined and they play the game the way it is coached they'll train the way it is coached they'll 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 you know we know the, the actual how they train and what they're doing there's there's no there's very little psychology the psychology with Kilkenny is Brian Cody and he that and he said and he'll he'll relay that. He won't need anyone coming down getting on than fifty thousand a year to tell him what to do like. And uh so the thing about it is that um that he has the holding. He has and they'll go to the wire. Limerick are different. Limerick are they're physical, they're superb athletes. They're genuine great ambassadors for the game as well. Great ambassador for Limerick, you know. I mean, we had a bit of, you know, they were they were getting kind of a bit of stick there early on. Now in in the actual, in the in the league and that, and there were a few indisciplines and there were a few red cards and things over minor things. You like, well, when you compare it to Holly, the way when I hold and when the teams I had, they were very minor. And very, very small, and you wouldn't be getting any red cards. But in the same, in the same time, you you don't need them. And now the media have latched onto them big time, and Limerick came under a bit of pressure. But the advantage they have on is they have an advantage to switch. And I'll give you one example of them now, looking at them closely. And I have, I'm a great admirer of them. I know them personally, all of them. They're, they're a very humble bunch. And they have this ability to change. Now, this comes from the management now as well. This, is, this doesn't come from the players themselves. It comes from the, the planning that they have. And we were a team like this, that always, you know, our strong point was possession and control and delivery. Now, an awful lot of that came, you see, they invented the swarm tackle, Limerick which I was totally against, but it worked. We went to all elements. So who's to say that it isn't right when it works? Mm-hmm. You see, this is where the, where you can be shut down. What's wrong with the swarm tackle? The swarm tackle is, to me, is legal mm-hmm. and, and should have been... Now they're very worried about it, like. Yeah. But but two, three years ago, I didn't even see it. I wrote about it three years ago. I said the swarm tackle is, is limited swarm. You have big men, they have big hands. Their elbows are out, they hang up, and there's high tackling that's going on. And they'll, they'll swarm you and they'll squeeze you inside, you know, like the way you with jellyfish. But, uh, but then that came out of fashion. It began to get noticed. People started writing about it. Not people, myself in particular. I give myself credit for that. And uh, so then... No swamp tackle, no. 
den, der var tråbar, last year, no one's fine, limited about two hand passes. One of my things was wrong. So, and even one day I noticed, I mean, they're my bonds who, who I have huge time for, tremendous, unbelievable player like, and funny as well, and great character. And he got a ball. And so, with the throw ball now, because I, I always maintained that, that 90% of the passes were throw balls anyway. 90, yeah, yeah, yeah. did I? But, but, but then he, and he taught. So he, he wasn't sure if he wanted to throw it or hand pass it. Yeah. I wish he lost it. So you see, the thinking is there. They move, they can move. Kinetic can get him to think of it in, in another vein. Yeah, yeah. And, and they have the actually, they have the ability and they have the consistency on to do that. They are absolute masters at changing from one system, one way of playing to another, you know, without, uh, and, you know, because when, the, when they came under pressure, which they did, the actual, um, the whole, they were able to think, I mean, at least they saw themselves, and that's why I give credit, credit to Mr. Kiley and to Mr. Kinnerk. They, they can read it, like, yeah. and they said, look, this isn't working out, we're being cut out here, so we'll, we'll call it that out, and the team will respond. Yeah. Okay. And, you see, and the one huge advantage that Limerick have had in the last three years or four years now is they have been admired too much by the opposition. They've got too much yeah, credit. They're beaten before they go out almost. Thank you. I mean, Cork went up to the Ireland last year and going on to the, the coach in Cork, they were beaten. Yeah. They didn't lift their head above them for a park and they might have left it all. Now, they had the psychological intimidation that Limerick had been able to apply, you know, which is great credit due to, the, to, to, to what they're doing. The amount of time that they can get on the ball by teams playing Maybe teams, I have to laugh because when I see Galway playing a sweeper in Limerick with five powers, when you run actually seven or eight powers again, because the Limerick backs are a very formidable unit and they, they, don't, they don't actually give away much and they're very cool under pressure, but they don't come under pressure that often. Simply that mm-hmm. they have intimidated, and and I mean you know, in the best of a way, like I don't mean by, by being physical, but because they are physical, like I mean at the same time. They have, that is, is, is a huge attribute. Confidence that they have is unreal. Look at Hegarty, the confidence him, the skill factor he can do. You know, I mean, Hayes, when he gets the ball, all he wants to do is hop it off the ground and take on the British Army from front of him. You know, nothing to stop him. I mean, like, I mean, Galan is an artist. He's the most supreme. He's, but you see, the one advantage they have is they're getting the ball to sort him. Mm-hmm. The Limerick backs are doing their job. Yeah. The Limerick backs are playing the ball to him. Where are the flowers? They're looking at them. You see, so this is... So, but next time they'll be doing this. Yeah. These boys will take a month and work go. So Limerick will be the greatest test to Limerick since I started. Yeah, sure. Can I ask you then, Tom, who is going to win on Sunday if you had to give us a prediction? I, be, I believe now, and I'm not avoiding the question at all, Owen, it will be a very, very... It will be a very tight contest. There'll be very little in it. And... Limerick have the confidence to eke out a win under pressure. I think Limerick by the narrowest margins. Tom, it's been a, a pleasure chatting to you. Thanks a million for uh, welcoming me into your home this morning. I'll let you get back to, to the farm work. The dogs are going uh, mental out there. But uh, we'll chat to you again soon, Tom, and, and enjoy Sunday. On.
It was great to have you. And thank you very much. And the best of luck. And the best of luck at the program. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.